Put your hands together for Jesus for his blessing. I'm blessed to be here today. Well, today is our last day. Uh, I believe we've had a blessed time. How many of you have had a blessed time? I believe that God still has some more to give to us today. Though it's the last day, it doesn't mean that the power is any less. The man of God is ready to speak to us again. Today is just two sessions. This is our first session. Then after that, we have our second session. And then we'll be gone. Hallelujah. But it's a blessing. Um, Bishop Adi has been speaking to us very powerfully on the subject of loyalty and disloyalty. And I believe that it's bringing stability into our lives, stability into our ministries, stability into our churches. Loyalty makes you stable. And loyalty establishes the church for the church to be able to work and function and do what God wants us to do. You can't work with disloyal people. You can't be relaxed when disloyal elements are hovering around you. So you always need stable-minded people to work with and to build a church with. And we thank God for all the great truths he's taught us um, since Thursday, Thursday, Friday, and then today we're going to have an extra portion. Hallelujah. So please, in reverence to God and God's gift, please stand to your feet as we welcome Bishop Eddie Addie. for this amazing man of God amazing man of God and uh, good to see all of you again and uh, though today is the last day it's not the last day of your work with God this is just a little interjection into your work to strengthen you to help you to catch some anointing that is so necessary for ministry, for life. If it is ministry you are doing, then what you need is the anointing. If it's an NGO, then you can look for something else. But if this is the ministry you are trying to do, then please, with all your getting, get the anointing and we are blessed to have catch the anointing conference beautiful by by a man who has caught the anointing it is unmistakable it is unequivocal
What was the problem? But you know the people who speak English here. We are just giving you of your own. <laughs> but that he is carrying something that we call the anointing is clear for all to see. Jesus said, even if you don't believe it, believe me for the very works sake. You can see the works testify. They speak of themselves. This is Saturday morning. This is England. People are busy here. People need their pounds. Yes. And to, for us to be gathered here from Thursday morning all through till today, it must tell you that something is working. And what is working is what he has been explaining to us all these days. And I listen very carefully because there must be something I must get also before I also escape from here. And, and you must listen very attentively because you must catch his every motion and every word and every sentence. And watch closely because there's something that is working that is not working in your life. I mean, it's not working in your life. You would have heard of your conferences. Who would have attended it at least last month or last two months. And so we are here thanking God for this great gift in Bishop Richard Ayi. God bless you. What an anointing. When I even watched the praises, I watched the atmosphere. I said, this, something is working here. There is an anoint. There's something, something that you can't easily have just by just say I've, I've started something. Okay, let's go and start a church. It takes the anointing, and so every sentence he, he speaks here must be received by us with some kind of devotion and reverence, knowing that if we were, we also to catch a little bit of what he carries. It might take us somewhere. One day somebody may visit your church and say, I see something on you. <laughs> One time a pastor was, I was with a group of pastors. We were playing golf and another pastor, friend of ours, walked in. And this senior pastor, I don't know, he invited me to his church and I preached a little. I mean, this type of preaching that we preach here. So, he said to his friend, Hey, Eddie, you're very powerful, very, very powerful. <laughs> so, this other pastor, who senior pastor also, founder, who had also joined the group, he, he turned to look at me, and he looked at his friend who was saying that, Hey, Eddie, very, very, very powerful, very, very, very powerful. So then he asked him that, ah, he, he has something in him, eh? He, he has something in him, eh? <laughs> so he was asking the one who knew a little about me and saying that, he, do I have something in me, eh? I said, oh, okay, maybe he hasn't seen that I have something in me, so it's not a problem, and I'm not about to 
trumpet myself all over the place that look I have something in me you can try me <laughs> but one day somebody will be saying of you you have something in you there is something in you there is something in you a doxa a weight of glory a, a, a weight of anointing Something that makes you preach and it has effect. Something that makes you build a church and have a large congregation. Something that makes you move from place to place, invited from place to place to preach and to share. You will have something in you. In the name of Jesus. Something that can make you build a church without debts something that can make you gather a congregation together without them scattering may god anoint you and may god help you clap your hands for jesus let us pray father we thank you for the privilege of sharing from this everlasting word of God the engrafted word that is able to save us build us up give us an inheritance among those who are sanctified and at the end of time welcome us to our eternal home this morning thank you for the days we have been here thank you for the privilege we have had to enjoy and embrace the many nuggets of truth and wisdom that has come from this pulpit as we come to the end and as we come to a close we trust our lives in your hands and we pray that you who have begun a good work in our lives you will perfect it until the day of jesus christ thank you so much and thank you for bishop richard Aye for the wisdom, for the anointing, for the grace, for the humility, for the strength to carry on and to stay and stand where he has stood for all these years and for gracing him with such anointing as is seen and found in our father. May you continue to strengthen him and continue to bless him and continue to enlarge him and continue to make him greater and greater and greater until the Lord comes. We thank you for today. We just ask again for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we may know the hope of your calling, for there is a hope of your calling. There is an end result of your calling. There is a purpose of your calling. May we understand it and grasp it and run with it. And may we know what is the weight, the value of the inheritance you have in the saints for which you gave your only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And we pray again that we will come to understand the power of the resurrection. That same power that raised Christ from the dead and set him at your own right hand. May it be at work in us and may we enjoy it and experience it all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands and be seated.
Pastor Kweku my list again. I want to conclude on what I was sharing with you today, um, today just for a few minutes so I can pave the way for Bishop Richard Ayi to come and bless us and release us from this conference. And I believe that you will never be the same again. I'm already feeling the mighty change that is coming in our lives and our ministries as we go along. Those who are ignorant, you should never be ignorant concerning disloyalty and loyalty. You need to study it. You need to learn it. Never assume that you know it. Because ignorance, ignorance is the breeding ground for many demonic activities. Because of the lack of knowledge, my people perish. Demons feel free in many churches because people do not know about loyalty and disloyalty. Please take this book, go through it. I like one particular point here which says that um, a leader breeds loyalty by being loyal to his vision. To his vision or to the vision or to the great commission that Jesus left us. It's a little point here, but it is loaded with so much direction for the church. That is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, um, Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he says, um, let a man so account of us from verse 1, as of the ministers uh, of God and stewards of the mysteries of Christ. Then he says, moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Yes. We are, we are stewards of the mystery. Verse 1 says we are stewards of the mysteries. Verse 1. Yes. He says we are stewards of the mysteries of God and ministers of Christ. So ministers of Christ are stewards of God. A steward is a custodian. It's somebody who has been entrusted with something to carry on from generation to generation. And he says it's required in stewards that a man be found faithful, which means that we are supposed to be committed, faithful, constant, loyal to the mysteries that have been entrusted to us. But unfortunately, the mysteries, the gospel, the good news that has been entrusted to us, in a sense, is not being carried with a certain faithfulness, dedication, being constant, being loyal to Jesus and to the Great Commission. And that little point says, you breed loyalty, you get people to follow you and, and stay with you when you are true and dedicated to the vision and the calling. And sometimes pastors don't know that it is the way you are deviating from the call of God and from the vision and original purpose that God gave to the church that you are having certain movements in your church. Because when you are disloyal to God, like Solomon was disloyal to God, God will raise up other disloyal elements to fight you, like Jeroboam and Rezon. God raised them up to disturb Solomon 
because his heart was turned away from God. We need to be loyal to the great commission. We need to be faithful to the call of God. You see, sometimes when you are preaching and you see the faces of people, you can easily change your message. Because they look like they need more like money to eat and uh, a car to drive. And uh, you can see some of your members don't have papers and they are struggling around. So you want to pray and you want to preach in such a way that it will give them hope for a permanent stay. <laughs> but as important as that is, that's not the purpose of the church. A church was not set up to share visas. A church was not set up to even help people to find marriage partners. As, as good, and of course, if you are a pastor of a church, it must concern you that your members don't have husbands. Even as I've been here, I've been watching. I asked Bishop Richard, so that one is not married, eh? He says, ah, no. What about this one? He says, no. What about this one? I said, wow. Then I'll be saying, this one. What about this one? And what about that one? But I'm concerned about it. It's important. But that's not the main purpose. But when you visit most of the prayer meetings of churches worldwide, my church even included, our prayer topics for the great commission that God will send conviction to, into the hearts of men and as we go out there, they will be convicted and give themselves to Jesus. Those prayer topics are not popular. And those prayer topics are greeted with some kind of lackadaisical, blasé, soft, and lethargic attitudes. You see them praying as if they want to sleep. Because we are praying for souls. You have to motivate them. Pray, pray, pray. Lift your voice. Lift your voice. And you see them still whispering their tongues. <laughs> Soul winning activities are some of the lowest attended programs of most churches. Including my church. Even though we are quite evangelistic. And it's because of the disloyalty against the vision. So when you see the people praying, we are praying for souls. Lift your voice. We want to reach people in the north, people in the south, people in the uh, east and the west. Pray, pray, pray. Then when you, see when the pressure comes on the prayer leader, he has to now change it to maybe, you know, there are certain demons in our background that are preventing us from making progress this evening is now time after we have prayed for church growth and souls to be saved we want to now deal with the demons that have followed you some of them when you pack your bags they also join your bag and some of them when you were on the flight even though you didn't buy a ticket for them they have joined your flight and they've come here. You can see that some of the troubles that followed you from your hometown at Takia Mountains. Those demons are still following you here. And I want us to deal with them. Shall we pray? That one, there's nothing like lift your voice and pray. There's nothing like stand up and pray. 
There's nothing like run around and pray. You see them with a lot of energy. Ah, ah, baya, 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 baya. Now, I want you to do something. We are about to shoot those demons that have been harassing. Some are from your mother's hometown. Some are from your father's hometown. But tonight, we are shooting them down. Begin to attract your husband in the spirit. Attract your job in the spirit. Bring your British passport from the spirit. Begin to pray. Prayer. Say, I take my husband. 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 I take my wife. I take my wife. I take my child. I take my job. I take my car. I take my visa. I take my British passport. You see the hands moving. Then we say every demon that blocks your access to your visa, to your job, to your business, to your husband, shoot them down. Pull! Shoot them down! Shoot them down! Shoot them down! Machine gun! Hey! So you realize that the church has shifted their focus from the main thing, I tell you, and the main thing will still be the main thing till we die. It'll still be the main thing till we die. And our loyalty to the vision is what will keep us reaching out and going from door to door, house to house, Office to office, station to station, soul to soul, heart to heart, person to person, boy to boy, girl to girl. And until the church rises up in loyalty to the vision that God gives to his church, I cannot guarantee the future. You are here. Churches are being sold. And have been turned into mosques. Churches have been sold. And have be, become flats. They're, because it's a listed building. A listed building means that the, the architecture of the building is part of the beautification of the city. So they don't want you to touch the outside. But the inside you can do whatever you want. So the insides of churches. Places that were revival centers are today huh? nightclubs. I was in Aberdeen. I saw, a, I saw, it looked like, I mean, it's a church. It's like a cathedral. But they've written soul in front of it. And, and I think it's a nightclub or a, a pub or something like that. A church. And the reason why churches are being sold or have been sold, if you Google churches for sale in America, you find a whole list of churches. I used to watch television and, and, and see um, Robert Schuller, Crystal Cathedral. I think it's in Atlanta. The, the, the 
church is the, one of the most beautiful things you can see. Glass, crystal cathedral. So the, the whole church, the, the building is glass. The pipe organ in the church. I'm sure it must have cost like millions of dollars. Today it is being sold. There's nobody in the church. It's finished. And the reason is because we turn away from the vision. But we are supposed to be loyal to God and to the vision he gives us. Go ye into all the world is not an instruction for just a few zealous people who maybe don't have children or don't have much responsibility. So it's like, look, let's go out and win some souls. No, it is the main commission for the church. And we must be loyal to this particular commission. And, and it's here. You may see it as a very small point, but I find it one of the pivotal truths in our Christian experience. Any church that does not do outreaches consistently and deliberately is doomed to fail. I was in Switzerland. There's a church we used to have some weekday services in the church, in some part of the church. The church was the, 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 the home church of Zwingli. Do you know Zwingli? Zwingli, do you know Martin Luther? Martin Luther, the one who brought the great reformation. Uh-huh. Zwingli was Martin Luther's contemporary. While Martin Luther was in Germany, Zwingli was in Switzerland. And that church was his church. At the time, that must be maybe some 20 years ago, maybe 20, more than 20 years ago, 23 years ago. There were only about 12 old ladies and old men who attend the services there. And they go to church, I think, once a month. Because a time came when the church stopped moving and the church stopped going. And we became more into everybody's like the church. We are into picnics. We are into lunches. Even some churches have lunch after the service. And people look forward to the lunch more than the service itself. <laughs> so, once I was multiplying my services and I needed to start a second service. So, I told the people... I want some of you to move because the hall was quite small where we were meeting. I said, I need some of you to move down to the first service because I put the first service before the main one, the second one. So I said, I'm going to give you sausage rolls and milo. <laughs> when you come for the first service and we close, there will be sausage rolls and milo. Yes. Bon vita. Colleagues. And, and, and you won't believe it. People move down. <laughs> people move down because people like Milo and sausage rolls. <laughs> Are you with me still? So I want you to understand something that loyalty is not just talking about don't leave a church. It's talking about your, the quality that God requires of you 
and he's, he wants you to be dedicated. When Jesus left and looked at the disciples and said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. He wasn't just giving it to the twelve so that after that they would... And if you notice, they started staying in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The Bible says, Jesus gave them the commission. You receive the power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You'll be witnesses in where? Jerusalem and where else? Judea and where else? And where else? At the most parts of the earth. This is chapter 1 verse 8. Chapter 2, by chapter 2 verse 4, the Holy Ghost had come. They were speaking in tongues. The people in the town were amazed. By the end of chapter 2, 5,000 had been added to the church. 3,000 had been added to the church. By chapter 3, miracles started to happen as they walked into the temple, raised up the cripple who had been there for, from his youth, and the whole city was in uproar. By chapter 4, they beat them a bit. They went to their own company, prayed, shook the place, came out again, power was moving. By chapter 5, somebody had died in the church for not paying tithe. If it was today, many people would have died. I mean, if it was today, many people would have died, including some pastors. <laughs> and then by chapter 6, what happened to them is what happens in most churches. Because we don't go, we start fighting ourselves. And the Bible says that the widows were complaining. Some of the widows were complaining. Uh, some of the uh, tribes were complaining that their widows were neglected from the daily serving of food. So the apostles who were the preachers, the anointed men and women of, uh, men of God, they were now organizing how food must be shared in the church. At a point, Peter said, no, 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 no. What is happening is not a good idea. This is not why we came here. We didn't come here to give food. We didn't come here to make people fall. We didn't come here to give people husbands. We didn't come here to give people jobs. We didn't come here to give people visas. We didn't come here to make people know that God, God can prosper them and give them a car. A car is a good idea, but it's not the main, it's not the reason. You are hungry, you must be fed, but feeding you is not a good thing for a man of God. All this anointing that Bishop Richard has, can you imagine if his main concern was how you eat during the break? What will he, how will he even preach? So Peter said, let's separate some people and let them take the charge of this table and serve them. And one of them was Stephen, an evangelist. Philip, an evangelist. But by chapter 7, Philip had been killed. And then in chapter 8, verse 1, that is when they woke up. They gave you the commission, chapter 1, verse 8. Go. But you won't go till chapter 8, verse 1. And look at what happened in chapter 8, verse 1. He says, and Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. That's why Bishop Richard doesn't move from here. He's an apostle. 
and said that he has been making us we should go on missions. When will he go? He cannot go. He's an apostle who sends people. He cannot move except the apostles. So if somebody is going on missions or people are going on, don't think, don't exercise yourself in matters that are too high and say that, why doesn't Bishop Richard also go? Uh-huh. You are exercising yourself in matters that are too high for you. They accept the apostles. You should go and ask God in the Bible, why is it that the apostles they didn't go? The apostles, they don't move. Yes. Even if you move, he can move laterally. Move from the uh, Apache to First Love and so on. And move from Hilton Hotel to uh, 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 Lewisham Leisure Center. Uh (laughs) That's a lateral movement where your church moves from. But, But you cannot say that an apostle should be moving. But the Bible says, and Saul was, and there was great persecution against the church. That's when they woke up and they were scattered now to where? No, no. No. They, 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 were, they were already at Jerusalem. The church was growing. Chapter 4, if you remember, they were eating bread from house to house. They were enjoying fellowship. Yes. And there was great joy in the city. But it was chapter 8, verse 1. So it's like 1 verse 8, Go. But you won't go until ah, 8 verse 1. They beat you. They stone you. They kill some of you. And then now you are going to the Judea that you were, you were commissioned to go. And the Samaria you were commissioned to go. And to the uttermost parts of the earth that you were already commissioned to go, you are now going after persecution. May God deliver us from such a catastrophe. We shouldn't be scattered from here before we start going. Many churches have stopped going. It's because we are not loyal to the vision. Yes. We we are now into prosperity. How to make the people make it. And the people who are prospering, if they do prosper, if they do prosper, if they do prosper, they don't pay tithe. And if they pay tight, they are not paying the right amount. I'm telling you, I am telling you by word of knowledge that they are not paying the right amount. If you like, go and check. Some of the elders who seem to have prospered and are driving, they have bought new cars. They've upgraded their car, but not their tithe. It is rather when our hearts are pursuing the goal, the vision, and the purpose for which he established his church, the reason why he died. It is when our hearts are pursuing that, that we don't find any use for the money that we even earn. Yes. That's when earthly things, they are just nothing. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full on his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. So, we need to pursue God's agenda. 
up till today, it is still the main thing. The church must be set up like a factory that never stops churning out souls. There is no... So in, 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 in the mega church, there's a chapter which I really love. It talks about the industrialization of the church. Yes. And to industrialize the church means that a business, any car factory is producing cars. Almost every three minutes, a car is coming out. If you haven't yet bought a car, there are cars. They are waiting. They are looking for people to buy. And they are there because the industry is not waiting for a charismatic manager to say, no, you know, you've not been producing cars for some time now. But I tell you something, a car is a very important commodity in the world. Many people are looking for cars. I want to tell you something. From this week, we are about to produce cars. And I tell you something, all of you who work very hard, when you do your best and the cars come out and you reproduce a car, I tell you, there's going to be a mighty blessing. <laughs> My, my, my. Can I get a witness for the Lord? I see some workers today. I see them taking their tools. I see them moving towards the factory. And I see them. They are taking their tools. They are connecting the robots. They are doing their best. I see five cars come. No, there's nothing like that. Whether they feel like producing or they don't feel like producing, they are producing. They, they, are, they are loyal. That's why they have the mission statement of the company. They put it there always. They are reading it. And they stick to it. And managers, subordinates, line managers, everybody is fighting towards that. But the church there, our mission statement has been set aside. And we have now, we have now, we now feel what is good for people. It's what we must teach them. How you can reign in life. How you can make it. You'll be great. Uh, give me a little volume as I finish because I'm from Africa. Africa, we preach. <laughs> we scream. Let me shout on the people. Let me spit on them and throw my legs and throw my arms so that they can feel the blessing. <laughs> when we were in the room there waiting to come in here, the base was, our bodies were shaking from the base. I said, yes, we are feeling the praises. You must also feel the preaching. Give me some volume so I can boom the preaching. <laughs> Let us be loyal to God's vision. Factories are churning out cars, iPads, iPhones. As we speak, there's no conference that motivates them to do that. They are not waiting for a conference. They do it whether there's a conference or not. Even if there's a conference, while the conference is going on, they are doing, they are producing what they have to produce. Factory is working. Jesus said, occupy till I come. 
Occupy till I come. It means do business till I come. Run the factory till I come. Go ye still. Go. Go. It's not an event. It's not a one week adventure for a church to say this is our week of evangelism. You are in error. When you have positioned yourself, this is our month of evangelism means that after that month, no, nobody is reaching out. God. We finished with that assignment. No, 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 no. It is the main thing. And if you devote a month, it's just a month to re-emphasize it. But throughout the year, there must be the production of souls. Souls must be won. Souls must be established. Souls must be followed up. Souls must be, be established in the church. Souls must be added. It must be our avowed intent as a church. Otherwise, our loyalties are misplaced. If I, if I organize, look, having weddings in the church is not the preoccupation of the church. We can have a wedding supervisor who has wedding. Even the registrar can marry you. A pastor doesn't, but you see, the church can become such that it's like we are just here uh, looking for beloved. Those who don't have beloveds are looking for beloveds. Those who have beloveds are looking to marry. Those who are married are looking for children. Those who have children are looking for their children to be intelligent. And those who have children who are intelligent. Hey! <laughs> Where are we going to end? Always remember that Jesus was sent. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should have a car. Should have a house. And then those who have even houses, they are now looking for another house in another area. Oh, where we are now, you know, the area has become a bit dangerous. And, you know, the other day they killed somebody here. And last week they raped a certain girl who was going to school. And then yesterday, my neighbor was robbed when she went to work. I don't think I want to stay here again. So now you see that your focus has shifted from serving God, loving God, getting close to God, preaching, saving souls, following them up, witnessing going from house to house, going on the streets, that on the streets you are preaching. Yes. I was so blessed. You know, when, when daddy asked that people make a t-shirt and write their name and then that I can help you if you are sad, whatever, you need somebody to talk to, I'll be, I'm here, my name is uh, Ed. Is that not so? It's a great, that is the work of the church. And this is what we must be loyal to. Faithful, constant, never changing. Don't change it. When you see the faces of, sometimes when we go for outreaches, oh, you see the area. When you get to the area, you think to yourself, these people, they need gutters to be made here. They need houses. Look at the house, this one. My member is going to come from this room here and come to church. And my church, you know, my church is some way. My church, it's an ultra-modern, multi-purpose, multi-faceted, cosmopolitan, state-of-the-art, futuristic, and avant-garde church. The way the church is nice, you know, 
sometimes when you see that, ah, so this boy is going to come to the church with this dress, oh, he, he won't fit into such a church, such an environment. So you may be tempted to think that what they really need is clothing. They need gutters to be made. They need houses, but even if they need houses, am I the one to provide houses? Do I have even the government whose duty it is, they can't do it. A simple pastor who is looking for souls to take them to heaven, I should change my agenda and come and pursue a government's agenda that they cannot even fulfill. And most churches have changed into a kind of governmental NGO to support members. When you look at their faces, like they, they don't need Christ. They need money. But I want to tell you that Christ is what the world needs. His name shall be called Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. And unless we continue this agenda, they'll be selling your church soon. You say God forbid, but it's not by God forbid. It is by going. The church was not set up to stay. In Romans chapter 10, yes, loyalty to the vision. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 9, we use it when we are leading people to Christ. For if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God raised him from the dead, what will happen? You shall be saved. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Salvation is the most important gift a human being can have. You see, the other day when we had the, the mountain of the Lord and then the Sunday after, our children from here went to First Love, that is church, and were giving testimonies. When I was listening to some of the testimony, I said, no, this is better than a car. This is better. And a person who is a gangster, who likes fighting, has been stabbed several times and stabbed people several times. Now is a preacher of the gospel. I mean, you think about it. What can change a person? Only the blood of Jesus. Only the power of Jesus. Only salvation can make it happen. Prison cannot change you. Prison does not change people. Rather, most people who go to prison come back more hardened than they went in. Only an encounter with Jesus Christ of Nazareth can turn a weed smoker, I mean a drug addict, a prostitute, into a saint. Into somebody who sings and dances in the church of the living God. That power, look, maybe you don't know what it is, but it's so powerful. When I hear such testimony, those are the things that move me. Yeah, You've got a new car, no? Yes, to God be the glory, but it will fade. Give you two, week, two years, three years. You, you, when you, are, you get a new car, you are parking. You are very careful. You go like this. Uh, then you go out again. Then you come. Then you, you slot. Then you go. Hey! So, so you are careful. If a, a bus is coming near you, you are moving, 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 even to somebody's leg because you don't want to be scratched after two years. Even two years is long. After one year, 
you see that your, your feeling has left the car. What is a car? What's a house? There are people who live in mansions. They want to kill themselves. And are killing themselves. And when you go and look at the house that this person is living in, you ask yourself that, what on earth will make a person want to kill himself in such a mansion? If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 11. For the scripture says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. All the shame that dressed you in time past will be taken away from your life. He will give you beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. And you'll be called the planting of the Lord. Yes. Verse 12. For, for there is no difference. Verse 12. The guy, very slow. Okay. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord overall is rich unto all that call upon him. Which means that whether you are a Jamaican or a Trinidadian or a a Mozambican or a Ghanaian, the same Lord Jesus is rich. His mercy can reach you. That's why we have Kenyans here. And we have Ghanaians here. And we have Nigerians here. And we have Trinidadians here. And we have Jamaicans here. And we have British here. And we have French people here. And Swiss people here. We have all different nations are affected by this power. When you say that Jesus preached more about money than any other subject, I want to ask you which Bible you are reading. Because you may use that to encourage yourself to preach about prosperity. But don't say that Jesus preached more about money If you check the verses that Jesus spoke with his red letters about money, you wouldn't like to preach it. Lay not for yourself treasures on earth. But you you are trying to preach that they will lay treasures here. How can you use such a scripture to balance your message on God is going to make you great here on earth. You are going to get a lot of money. I see you making your first money in the next one month. You are rather going to say that. Don't lay treasures here. Don't think about making pounds here. Hey, You see the members are looking at you say, Pastor, what are you preaching? But that's Jesus' words. It will be more easier for a rich man, uh, uh, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go to heaven. You want to be rich? You may easily not go to heaven. That's Jesus' words. He's rich unto all that call upon him. But verse 13, Romans chapter 10 verse 13. Romans chapter 10 verse 13. Hey, guy. For <laughs> whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Powerful. 
That's what makes drug addicts change. Look at the boys. Look. They have sex. A normal male has an insatiable appetite for more sex. A normal male. Oh, yes. Whether he's a bishop or he's a pastor or he's a reverend or he's a this thing, the value is the same. A normal male. And when Christ has not taken over his life, he is uncontrollable. He's like a wild animal, like a dog. Yes. They will do it anywhere, with anyone, anyhow, anyway, anyone. <laughs> Truth. Only the power of Jesus that brings salvation can transform that appetite and make you long for God. And the taste for, for sex will go out of you till you marry. And when you marry, it is the only power that can keep you from bringing down the zip anywhere, any who, any when, any what, any how, any why, any time, any place, any person, any position. <laughs> hey! When Christ is not controlling a person, you see that he can do it like this, he can do it like that, he can do it like that, he can do it like that, he can do it like that. Hey! He, he, he can he can somersault whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved then listen listen to what he calls the vision that must never stop listen to the loyalty to the vision listen he says verse 14 how then Shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him? You see, remember that whosoever eh, shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how can they call in on him of whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? For it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. So in this, in this verse, he is laying out for us the industrialization of the church. He says, people can only be saved when they call. And they can only call when they believe. And they can only believe when they hear. And they can only hear when somebody preaches. 
And they can only preach when they are sent. So there must be somebody here sending so that they can go. And when they go, they can preach. And when they preach, people can hear. When they hear, they can believe. When they believe, then they can call. And when they call, then they are saved. And when they are saved, Acts 2.47 says, And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So if the church shifts from this vision. So listen all. So here we are. He says somebody is there. That's why I said they all were scattered throughout. Except the apostles. Because the apostles are the senders. So they sent, the people went. Then when they went, they preached. Then the people heard. When they heard, they believed. When they believed, they called. And when they called, they got saved. And when they got saved, they were added to the church. And when they were added to the church, there was somebody still around in the church who has not shifted from the vision, who has not shifted from the call, who is loyal to the master, loyal to the vision, dedicated to the cause. He will train you. He will preach to you. He will encourage you. He will heal you. He will deliver you. Then he will train you and send you again. Then when you go, you preach. When you preach, they hear. When they hear, they call. They believe. And when they believe, they call. And when they call, they are saved. And when they are saved, they are added to the church. And then when they are added to the church, the process shouldn't finish. There's nobody who is saved who is supposed to remain in the church. You are supposed to go. And when you go, you preach. And when you preach, they hear. When they hear, they believe. When they believe, they call. When they call, they are saved. When they are saved, they are added to the church. And then we return them to the beginning. Come back. And this is what Europe stopped doing. The people who got added at a certain generation were not brought trained the person who should have the vision that Jesus didn't die to give us cars on earth. You see, when I was younger, my best car was Toyota Corona. What do they call it here? Corona. Does it exist today? I used to work at VRA, the power generating company in Ghana, and um, the directors had these cars. Very nice. White. Some of them had put white covers on the seat. So the whole car was a white house moving. And when I saw those cars with their drivers, then the director sitting at the back with his crimping political suit. Oh, it was too... I was enchanted by them. And it was my vision. God, if you love me, give me one of these. So one day a lady worked with a foreign mission and she came back to Ghana 
foreign affairs she came back when she came she came with Karina three which is the same type of car and she joined our church come and hear my prayers in the secrets every time I lead praises and worship and she will be coming towards me when she's coming I tell myself this is the day that the Lord has made I will rejoice and be glad in it that this is the day and then she said oh the worship was so nice I mean today you took us to heaven then I wait, I'm waiting for the next sentence that the Lord has spoken to me to give you the car of your heart the other day I was driving I saw Corona I said oh this car oh even as a taxi nobody wants it So my message to you today is to be loyal to the vision. Let us go. And when we go, we must preach. We must preach. You see, sometimes you preach the gospel as though it's not a good thing that you are presenting to people. That's why sometimes people cannot, they don't hear the gospel well. So they cannot believe and therefore call in a certain way. But I'm so glad when I see these young people who are giving the testimonies. I said, the only explanation is not shouting in the church. It's not just dancing in the church. There's a power. And that power is Jesus. And he is still the answer to the world today. So as a church, we are in error. If all we are doing is to just make ourselves happy, enjoy our company, just fellowshipping amongst ourselves, even some people have the audacity to say that I like a church where everybody knows everybody. You are sick and you are trying to, you are trying to stand in the way of the gospel. Remember Elimas by Jesus who tried to stop the governor, huh? Sergius Paulus from giving his life to Christ. And Paul was preaching, Paul was explaining the word and this Sergius Paulus was very attentive and he was almost giving his life. Then this Elimas by Jesus came to try to de- prevent the governor from giving his life to Christ. Elimas the sorcerer for so is the, his name by interpretation withstood them seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Verse 9, verse 9. Acts 13 verse 9. Then Saul who also is called Paul filled with the Holy Ghost set his eyes on him and said O fool of subtlety and all mischief thou child of the devil thou enemy of all righteousness will thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord and now behold the hand of the Lord is upon thee and thou shalt be blind not seeing the sun for a season and immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. You follow a limas by Jesus. As a church, we must stand and fight people who don't want us to pursue this goal of saving souls. Yes. Rise up. Take your weapons of warfare. Yes. When we have outreach, if you make a comment that, hey, me, I can have a service. Then in the, uh, then I, I, I said, we are all going out from here. We are going to the, we are going. We have built a nice church. We have empty chairs. We are all going. Everybody go and bring your soul. 
When you witness, bring them back. It's called an akazo. Go and bring them in. And sometimes you see that people are Hey, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. If we are going to eat, you'll be running. If it was picnic, by now, you'll be rushing home to go and bring your jollof, and bring your wache, and bring your fufu, and bring your prapransa with crabs. You are going to bring souls. You are walking, and your walking is trying to tell me that it's not a good idea. And do we need to go, all of us, to go out? Why are you forcing some people's children to do what they don't want to do? As for me, if I had my way, I wouldn't have gone. In fact, you have given us 30 minutes. I use 30 minutes to walk. By the time I get to the end of the gate, it's 30 minutes. I'll come back. I will slap you just now. I will beat your face. I will slap you. And go back to Ghana quickly before the police catch me. (laughs) (laughs) Loyalty to the vision. Jeremiah 29. I will end with that scripture because... (laughs) No, there are so many messages. We we can't preach them, but I'm, I'm telling you... Get those who forget. Get one of you is a devil. Get loyalty and disloyalty. I will, I will advise you to start with this one. This one is softer on you. Loyalty and disloyalty. Yes. Those who accuse you. If you can't preach certain things, this is your message. Those who leave you. And they are all in the Macarius 60. So take them from the pack. Pick it from their life. Don't leave it there. And just be admiring. Oh, the, the colors are very... The bishop is very good. He's written a very... A lot of nice books. God bless him. God bless him. Wow. Those who are proud. And those who pretend. Jeremiah 29. You must sit down, please. I'm just... I, I was just bringing you final greetings. So... But I felt that in my heart, I should, I should, I should give you this one. Before we go. Now these are the words of the letter Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captives and to the priests and to the prophets and to all the people from whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. After that Jeconiah the king and the queen, and the eunuchs, the princes of Judah and Jerusalem, and the carpenters, and the smiths were departed from Jerusalem. So this is talking about the captivity, the Babylonian captivity. This when Daniel and others were taken to Babylon. You remember that? Verse 3. This, this letter he sent by the hand of Elasa, the son of Shaphan, and Gemariah, the son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent unto Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. You see, when I read the Bible, I feel that Africans could not have written this Bible. We are not like this. We, we, we can't tell you, this one sent to this and sent to this. We will remember. <laughs> we will not remember. 
when I read the Bible, I see this one gave birth to this, then after that he gave birth to this. I mean the genealogies. That's why God selected Abraham particularly. He says, I know Abraham. He will command his children and his household to keep my commandments. He said, the type of person Abraham is, I know. He will, he, he can, I can build a whole movement with him, on him. Because when Abraham receives my command, there are some people, when you see them, they are a certain way. They are very arrayed, everything is perfect. They remember letters you sent them 20 years ago, they still have it. There are some people, the text you sent, they can't find a text. No, I think I was feeling sleepy, I deleted it by mistake. <laughs> so you see the details here is very nice. He says, and Gemaria, verse, verse 4, verse 4, verse 4. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. The letter of Jeremiah wrote a letter, listen, from the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build ye houses and dwell in them. And plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives. This is, this is now the industrialization of Israel. He said, take ye wives and beget sons. You are in captivity, remember. And daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands. That they may bear sons and daughters. That ye may be increased there and not diminished. You will increase and not diminish. The key to increasing and never going down is is locked in this verse. Take wives and have children, have sons, have daughters. Then when you have daughters, give the daughters to husbands so that they can also have sons and daughters. Then give your sons husbands so they can have daughters and sons. And when they have daughters and sons, they also must give their sons to husband, uh, their sons to daughters, and their daughters to husbands, and they will have sons and daughters. Yes, come, come. You are the, you are the first, the one who was sent first to captivity was, you have body. <laughs> stand here, stand here. Yes. Please, where is Juju? Far away. Okay, okay. For with all due respect, please. Here's your wife. And then. Beget sons. These are small boys. <laughs> so beget sons and daughters. Daughter, come. Yes. So beget, in fact, sons. So we have two. So son, come. You two, come. And then you look like also another daughter. You two, come. Stand here. Just there. It's fine. Good. So Okay, let me finish the verse. Next verse. Next verse, seven. And seek the peace of the city whither I have caused you to be carried away captives and pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. For thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to their dreams which ye cause to be dreamed. Because you can cause yourself to dream a dream. You like the sister so much that she will enter your dream. 
Verse 9. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord. Yes. For that saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good work toward you in causing you to return to this place. So, he's trying to tell them that you are going to be here for 70 years. If people prophesy that, I see the Lord is going to move very soon. Some of you are going to go back to Jerusalem in the name of Jesus. You don't have, because if you are going to go back, if you marry and your, your wife is pregnant, it will be a difficulty when you are moving. So when you listen to those prophets that you are about to go back to Jerusalem, receive returning anointing. Receive <laughs> going back anointing. Say, so don't believe them. That's why we must not believe people who are saying that we are here to make it big. This world is not our home. We are just a passing through. Our treasures must be laid somewhere beyond the blue because angels are beckoning us. They are clapping for us. These are the grand witness. The Bible says we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. They are, they, are, they are urging us on. Run your race. Run. Persevere. Don't stop. Don't backslide. Keep on doing it. Keep on preaching. Keep on teaching. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Go somewhere. Preach somewhere. Don't stop. They are urging us on. If somebody tells you that, look, don't worry. God is about to break you through. You are going through. And because you are going through, don't bother about anything. You are going to get a car you drive. You get a house, you live in it. You marry and and it's such All these are good prophecies, but that's not the emphasis. So he was explaining to them that because you'll be here for 70 years, give. Is this time correct? Yes, it is. You are the people who have been taken captives. Because in the slave trade, during the slave trade, they selected macho, big, big people with body. But they can survive the long journey. So I'm sure in this period too, they selected able-bodied ones who can survive. Yes. So they got, they got these two. So the instruction, the letter of Jeremiah with the word of the Lord, okay, is to you. He's saying to you that now give birth. Marry. Eh? You found her on the way when they were going. You saw that she was a beautiful girl. So marry her. And give birth to sons and daughters. And give your daughters to husbands. You two come. Here's your husband. Come. Hey. I'm giving you my daughter. Stand, stand side by side like this. Yes. And then give your sons. Mama, you are quite tall, so it will be a difficult challenge. Come. This one. Short one. Come. So, your sons, give them wives so where's your wife to you you two why are you all of the same height like that (laughs) hey come madam come yes this is now i've given this my son a wife and then now my daughter here i give her also a husband so you see that just by this 
There were just two, but now there are how many here? Eight. And then they two are supposed to born. And some of the children, they will born 10 of them. Some 20. Some 15. So all of you should come, please. Just for simplicity's sake. So you have two daughters and two sons. Hey, hey dear, hey. You are challenging your parents. One more son. Then you also step out here. So you, you have four. So you step out here. You are also coming. I don't know how many you are going to bring, but three tall children. You are short, but your children are all tall. And then you also come. You also have all of you, three of you, three sons and two daughters. Yes. And then you also come. So you uh, five of you. Yeah, only sons. <laughs> so you see that if you don't do this process, he says you will diminish and not be increased. So because these two came from Jerusalem and obeyed the voice of the Lord, within a few years, in the next maybe 40 years, you'll see that they have a whole tribe. A whole tribe. And the sons and the daughters who have also been given birth to are supposed to follow this and, and, and also marry, 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 marry and give birth to sons and daughters. So, I mean, by the time we are returning in 70 years, back to Jerusalem, he says, we have increased and we have not diminished. Yes. May that be your prophetic word. Every church represented here, you are going from strength to strength. You are increasing from 20 to 100. 100 to 200. 200 to 400. 400 to 800, 800 to 1,200, 1,200 to 2,000, and 3,000, and 5,000, in the name of Jesus. Back to verse 5. Verse 5. Okay, verse 6. Sorry, verse 6. Verse 6. Take ye wives, beget sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that ye may be increased there and not diminished. You will increase. Amen. You will not diminish. Amen. Increase. Amen. Not diminish. Amen. You will increase. Amen. You will not diminish. Amen. You will increase. Amen. You will not diminish. Amen. You will increase. Amen. You will not diminish. Amen. You will increase. Amen. You will not diminish. Amen. You will not diminish. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. There are churches that are diminishing. And nobody is waking up to say, hey, what is going on here? But there is a vision we have already been given. And that vision has in it an unbreakable cord of increase. Let me finish with my last verse. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. 
I'm finishing. Listen to this. He says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. There is a grace in Christ too. This is what Bishop Richard has been talking about. That there is a grace that can make you preach well. There is a grace that can make you build a big church. There is a grace that can make you a good leader. And that grace is found in other anointed people. God has made it that way. And if you can't receive them, then you cannot receive the grace that God has. This is what he has been trying to explain to us. Because to be strong in the grace that is in Christ, Titus says that, and the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. So there's a grace even for salvation. And he even explained that you don't have grace for evangelism. Yes, there's a grace for evangelism. There's a grace for giving. If your congregation don't have a grace for giving, you will not have money. And you will think you don't have money, but they have money, but the grace for giving has not come upon them. So you need to be strong in the grace that is in Christ. That's why a conference like this is a must for you year by year. To strengthen you in the grace that is in Christ. Yes. There are anointing for leadership. It's a grace for leadership. You don't have it. It means you don't have it. Watch the leadership very carefully. You see the man will stand up there. There's commanding. Shh, stop. Shut up. Sit down. You see, you don't... He's hard though. Just shouting on the people like that. And why? As if they are all children. And, and so, but they are grown-ups here. We are all grown-ups here. He's shouting on us like that. Hey. No, 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 no. It's leadership. Well, you don't have that thing. Your church is like a marketplace. You see the children are, yeah, mommy, mommy, drink water, water. You are preaching, your preaching cannot be heard. And you don't realize that it's because you don't have that leadership grace. That your church cannot grow because you're, you don't have the authority to quieten them down and organize them and say, Stop! Hey, where are you going? Sit down. You, you are afraid to say, Where are you going? Because you feel that somebody can just wave their hand and I'm going, I'm going to meet you. Why? Hey, here you can't do that. You can't wave your hand. I'm going to sit down. You sit down. And it takes leadership grace. You need to be strong in that grace. That's why I say a conference like this, if I had my own way, I would be coming every year to just enjoy. Honestly. And thank God for the benefit of technology. If I don't get a chance, I'll be logging in by Facebook. Direct. I won't miss it. Sometimes what will make a person strong in the grace, he will not even follow it. Because in his mind, all he thinks about is that, oh, somebody gave a testimony the other day. He went for a meeting and then uh, he went to a prayer for people. He went to stand in the line and then they laid hands on him and then he suddenly, he felt a certain cool breeze blowing on him and then suddenly he, he became a good leader. So in your, in your mind, it's like only when oil is poured and hands are laid but you will be making a mistake you will be making a big mistake because the grace 
that is in Christ, you can be strong in it by what is being taught here. Say, there's an anointed person. Follow that anointed person. Follow. Don't shift it. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ. And the things, verse 2, and the things thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same. Do you understand same? Or he didn't do maths. Same means what? What is the mathematical symbol of same? Equal to. Which means that when I have taught you, you see, that's why you find the bishop, are you holding a book? That the same thing that his father has taught him is the same thing. Instead of saying, ah, but doesn't he have his own revelation? Is he not, can he not also, is he, is he not made by God so that he can have his own insight, foresight, hindsight, and sight? Yes. With the benefit of hindsight. Because you don't understand it. He said, there's things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses. The same commit that to faithful men who will be able to teach others. You see, that means that you, Peter, uh, uh, Timothy, as I'm teaching you, it's not supposed to end with you. You are supposed to teach the same thing I've taught you. That's why, even if you have not been to Bible school, you can still be a very effective man of God within a church. Because you use the same wisdom that the same thing that you have been taught, you commit to faithful men and commit it to faithful men. That's why you teach loyalty to them, to turn them into faithful men who will be able to teach others the same thing that you have taught them. But often when, so, so the same, you see, you remember, this same Jeremiah principle is working here because if I had taught them, so what Jeremiah said is that give birth to sons. And give them husbands and wives, daughters, husbands, sons, wives. You are going to tell the same thing to your sons. The prophet gave us a word. And the word said that we are not going back to Jerusalem now. Eh? So you have to really be serious and marry. You can't be staying in the house and eating free. Find a wife and marry uh, uh, Mr. Uh, 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 Hezekiah's uh, daughter, very beautiful. Go, go and uh, tell her that I, I said you should come to the house. Uh, you too. Huh? I've told Mr. Um, uh, Josiah's son that my daughter is ready. So they are coming this evening to ask of you. When they come, straighten your face. You like making your face like somebody who is angry. Straighten your face so that it can work. The same things if he commits it to them, they will commit it to their sons and to their daughters and to their daughters' daughters and to their daughters' daughters. The end result is what? You will increase and you will never diminish. May we be loyal to the vision, loyalty to this vision that Jesus led. A simple commission, but yet it has a worldwide influence. That's how come we are not Muslims. Because that simple commission was given so that we who are far in Africa or Asia or Caribbean or somewhere in, the, in Europe, we can also receive the same message. Because they didn't stop. But for some people, it stopped. And once it stops, you start diminishing. Because the people who now believe will start getting older, 
marry, uh, funerals, they'll be dying, 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 dying. Then those who are remaining are growing older, 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 older. So at a point, no, so only old people are in the church. That's why I, I like first love. Every pastor here, release young people. And those who are in the UD, release young people. Train young people. Young people are having sex, they can win souls. They are winning the hearts of girls all over the place. They can win the hearts of people for Jesus. (laughs) Young girls are slaying boys all over the place. I got a text the other day. A lady was saying to her pastor, Pastor, sometimes something is in me. It tells me that I should go and have sex with anybody. Pastor, anybody at all. Anybody. Anybody. If you can go out there and have sex with anybody at all, you can't preach to anybody at all. Once you can have sex with anybody at all, you can preach the gospel to anybody at all. Ladies and gentlemen, may you increase and not diminish. May you go up and not down. May you make this conference your yearly conference without faith. So that you can be strong in the grace. Bring your pastors. Bring your church workers. So we are going to be strong in the grace. There is a grace for one day you have a conference. You see that people like this. Downstairs and upstairs. Downstairs and upstairs. Downstairs and upstairs. And they will ask you, how did you get to have something like this? You tell them that there was a conference. I've been attending a certain conference. The grace that is upon the man of the house, that grace, I've also caused some of it. And I didn't diminish, but I increased. May that be your testimony and your story as you remain loyal to the vision. God bless you. Father, take us further, take us higher in the name of Jesus. Jesus. Let the grace that is upon this conference, Lord, come upon us. Give us strength. Strengthen us in the grace that is in Christ upon your servant in this house. And as he comes to close us up today, we pray that the same grace that has brought him into this blessing. May that grace come upon your sons and daughters all over this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. God bless you. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Oh, I thought you would clap better. And prolong your clapping better. From such a fantastic ministration. And an anointed impartation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Your clapping is still very short. 
very, 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 very short. What a blessing. What a great blessing. What a great blessing. What a great blessing. Please take your seats. God bless you. Thank you very much, Bishop Eddie Adi, for such an awesome delivery and impartation. The main thing is still the main thing. And we have to be loyal, faithful, reliable, dependable. We have to stay with the main thing. We have to stay with it. Should you convert the church into an NGO? Into something different. We have to produce souls. And souls that produce souls. And souls that produce souls that produce souls that produce souls. We have to stay with that vision. What a blessing. Thank you very much. Bishop Adi once again. May God bless you. And there's a chance to come every year. <laughs> there's, there's a great chance. The probability is one. <laughs> ah, what a blessing.